Welcome to the Dream Big Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Henderson, author of the Dream Big Girl Devotional. We're going to take my 40-day devotional one day at a time each week and dive deeper into each day's challenges and talking points. So join me as we begin to dream those big, audacious dreams again together. Are you ready to dream again? Let's go. Welcome back, dreamers. We are on day 10. And I have to admit, up until today's um, particular subject, I would start the podcast because, you know, I'm, I'm as I'm going through them and I start and I hit that record button and my mind is kind of going and going and what I want to say, I always do. I always want to start off with, I cannot wait to get into today's subject because I have definitely felt that way. That is not an exaggeration. I have definitely felt, you know, I, I remember writing it. I wasn't even thinking about a podcast then. But once the podcast idea landed onto my heart and mind, there were definitely certain days that I was like, I can't wait to record that um, particular day. Yeah, not so much with this one. <laughs> let, let me just preface it with this. It's, it's not that the act of reconciliation is hard to talk about. Actually, I love the idea of it. But it hits home in, in a way that, you know, um, it just hits home. <laughs> There's some things that I, I can't reveal. And I, I can't say in such a public forum, but it, you know, in our family, in different ways, reconciliation has definitely played a part. Um, and so let me, let me just, let's, let's just start with what I did when I first started writing that particular um, devotion about reconciliation. And I, I started by thinking about the uh, verse that I chose for it, Proverbs 17 and 9, and it says, whoever would foster love covers over an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. We've all had someone do something really, really not nice to us. We've all had that disappointing um, challenge with a, a friend or a family member that said something about you to someone else or betrayed a, a, you know, a trusted uh, matter that was just supposed to be between the two of you. Um, we've all had that happen. We've, we've all had those misunderstandings, you know, where someone, it, it was, it was, no matter how big or small, it was a betrayal. It was a betrayal of trust and uh, it hurts. It really, really hurts. And like any other family or in any other group of people, you know, there are going to be those times where reconciliation is needed. Time has gone by after the offense and someone is left making the decision, okay, who's going to be, who's going to be the person that's going to step up and be that, uh, that peacemaker, and so the idea of reconciliation, I love because to me, personally, it speaks at the deepest part of, of what reconciliation means to me is Christ. He reconciled my sins. He reconciled me to himself. Um, and basically what 
um, what being reconciled means is to, you know, to fix an offense, to, you know, to make right something that has has caused an offense, to bring back good relationships and to restore something. And, and I think that's the word that means the most to me is, is restoring, restoration. And uh, I love that. I love that when it comes to my story uh, with God, uh, that he was able to reconcile, oh my goodness, all, all of the mistakes that I had made and continue to make, um, where I can go back to that time and time again and know that at that moment in my life, I was reconciled to God. I was reconciled to him. That relationship that was broken was now restored. And again, we we all have those things where we can look back and say, yeah, you know, trust was broken and so forth, like I was saying. But I guess my question to you today, um, my fellow dreamers, is this. Is there still one? Is there an active offense between you and a friend, you and a family member, you and a coworker, you and any other person that still has not found reconciliation? And how does that make you feel? You know, that it is still out there and that relationship is still broken. And, you know, what do you feel about uh, the ability to reconcile it. And so coming from a completely different uh, area, <laughs> I, I mentioned in the devotion this great Netflix series called Cooked by Michael Pollan. And he explores the origin of food and culture. If you know anything about me, and you'll learn a little bit more about my crazy love for food, for good food, <laughs> and my love for learning and digging and, you know, expanding my palate and, and more than just the process of actually eating, but just the love of food and, and the origin of it. I, uh, on a personal note, I, I have a couple of autoimmune, autoimmune issues. And one of the things that my holistic doctor has been preaching to me for the longest time is gluten and how it's such an inflammatory thing. And it's like, yeah, I totally get that. You know, if I was eating Wonder Bread, but the bread that really just is worth not only the calories, but this potential inflammatory reaction to me is several places that I have found. And I've been lucky enough to find one in New Orleans and one here in the San Diego area that literally grows their own wheat. The way that wheat was supposed to have been grown, um, just a side note, my son is completely gluten-free. It makes him feel absolutely awful when he eats it. But when he was overseas and ate it, it did not bother him. There's something very different, and it's it's documented. I'm not talking out of my head. It's documented to keep up with the demand of population and so forth. Our wheat has completely changed um, in every possible way to grow it faster. 
And so anyway, my argument of not going completely gluten-free to her is the idea of finding a place that actually grows their own wheat, grinds it, you know, and, and then makes this incredible bread that just, I'm sure, they got the recipe from heaven and it's manna on earth. I am absolutely sure of it. And so to me, I can't reconcile in my head, you know, that I need to eat gluten-free bread that's made of all of, that has 15 ingredients in it, as opposed to something like that. And so you will find that I am, I'm a crazed foodie. And so getting back to the, the Michael Pollan Netflix series, it was fascinating to me because I love that subject. I love the subject of food. And it did. It took me in a different direction when I was writing this particular um, devotion about reconciliation. So I'm just going to read a little from the devotion. Um, in the air episode, Pollen discusses the mysterious process of fermentation. And and I honestly, sorry to stop myself again, but I um, I did not understand sourdough completely being from the South until I moved to California. And then it's just this, it took on this whole life, so to speak, pardon the pun, during the, during the COVID shutdown, people were going back to baking and making, you know, sourdough from scratch and, you know, the whole process that didn't even hit my radar till I moved to California. But this process of fermentation, this particular one, they were talking about cheese and not bread. Uh, one of his guests featured was a nun, Sister Noella, who lives in an abbey in Connecticut. And she also happens to have a small thing, a doctorate in microbiology. She became fascinated with the process of making cheese and has now become famous for her old world ways of cheese making. Again, if there's a story behind a particular food that I'm interested in, I, I don't care if it's $42 a pound. I may only be able to get one slice, but I'm going to get it. Those guys at the farmer's market, I am such a mark for them. They see me with this childlike wonder wandering around the, the Saturday morning one, you know, here in, in San Diego. Just they see me coming and it's like, I have a story behind the, the, um, the kombucha that I make, and it's like, what? Seriously. And, the, and, and next thing you know, I'm going home with a $10 bottle of it. Total sucker for it. So apparently she was very interested in certain things as well and became fascinated with making cheese. She made an interesting comment in the episode. And she said that people kept telling her that as a nun, she should focus only on theology. But her answer was fascinating, and I was like fist bumping. Go, Sister Noel! Don't let Noella! Don't let people tell you what you can and cannot do. You know we are Christians, but certainly we can have other passions outside of that. Anyway, I digress. So her answer to this was fascinating. She said, "For me, in seeing creation the way we do, meaning believers, you have to enter into it from a specific entry point." But for me, that entry point is microbiology because I'm not afraid of science. I stand back in wonder at this creator 
who created this way for cheese to be made from a molding process, basically is what she was saying. Sister Noella has found a way to bring about reconciliation between science and faith. And where I don't have the time that I would really need to dive deep into that, but I will just, you know, because it's a point that I make, I want to just talk about that. Does it surprise you to know that I have a lot of unsaved friends? On And by unsaved, that's such a church word, sorry. So easy for me to say it that way without even thinking. I have a lot of friends and family that are not believers. Now, some are, they believe in God, but they don't think that he needs to be a part of their life. And then there's others who are flat out atheists. They don't want anything to do with God. And everything is about science. And so I really love the idea of, of a nun finding a way in her life to reconcile science and faith. I think that's fascinating. And I, it started and it spurred on, actually, a lot of conversations for me with friends about this, this idea of reconciling science and faith. And I, I have certainly am not uh, an expert on it, or do I ever claim to be, you know, those one-on-one -on -one conversations that I've had, again, not on social media, <laughs> you know, with people that are atheists, I enjoy them because I don't feel like I have to have all the answers and neither should you if you're a believer. And let me in on let me let you in on a little secret even those people who don't believe in god and science is sort of their faith they don't have all the answers either there are definitely things that science just cannot answer but again with the topic that i'd prefer to talk about today when talking about reconciliation is one that was deep on my heart when i wrote this because at the time there were definitely some family members that were in the midst of some of these um, painful, challenging times where reconcil reconciliation was needed. And uh, it was heavy on my heart. And so that's, that's really the subject of what I wanted to speak about in the, um, in the devotional and here today. It made me consider, I, I write in the devotional, um, con reconciliation in a new way. I'm heartbroken, sorry, I'm heartbroken when I meet people and hear stories. And again, I know those stories of family members who haven't spoken to each other in decades. Um, when asked why, you'd be surprised how many can't even remember what the offense was. Yet they will not be the first one to walk towards reconciliation. I think about even when my granddaughters lived 10 hours away from Bud and I, if there was something really particular, particularly special that I we could be there for, it was nothing, seriously, nothing for us to drive 10 hours. What we would usually do because it was hard to take a day off from the restaurant is work until close, 10 o'clock, drive all night, sleep a little, spend a half a day with them for whatever this special thing was, 
and then literally drive home the next morning and go straight into work, you know, leave at four o'clock in the morning and, and get into work around lunchtime. It, they were, it, it didn't even feel hard to do. Well, maybe the morning we had to get up and drive from four in the morning, but it was, it was worth it because we wanted to be a witness to what their lives were, the things that were important to them and important to my son and, and, and his wife and my daughter in love. I, we wanted to see it. We wanted to witness it. And then we had this incredible opportunity to have that every single day. So it was so painful for me to see that separation in family members that, that were going on, the things that were missed. And I say it in the book, and I say it with all sincerity uh, to you today, my strong belief is that families are the fabric that holds society together. I believe that deeply. And so I love the idea that the people our family has come in contact with has been impacted by the bond they see in us. And I mean that, you know, not only in my family circle here, the, the five of us here in San Diego, my son and, and daughter and, and, um, and two granddaughters, we, we've definitely heard that from people in church, you know, we are such a loving and open and welcoming family. Do you know who I'm really talking about? I'm talking about that crazy side of the family that I call mine. <laughs> my mom and dad, my sister and brother and, and their husbands, um, you know, their wives, our, our nieces, our niece, our nephews. I mean, all of them. We are loud, crazy. I, I was watching my, <laughs> my grown uh, niece, uh, Abby's, um, Instagram page recently and she has one called Familia and is literally everything from her dad Lewis my brother-in-law you know trying to trying to write a I guess that's the word a hoverboard for the very first time um, me singing on the top of my voice along to the greatest showman and Bud in the back rolling his eyes because I'm totally ruining the moment my sister out in the backyard on the 4th of July, you know, at dusk and someone calls for someone sees a bat and just the face that she makes and we're screaming and hollering in the back. We're loud. We're loud. But you know what? We're more loud than just in our voices and the way we carry on. It's like a party on a Tuesday night when we FaceTime. We're loud in love. And I don't say that bragging and I, I, it's not just them. It's our aunts and uncles on, on, on the keys in Utila. It's their families. It's when, when all of us are together. Oh man, the decibel level is out of control. It, the only thing to, to say that it's anything like is being in the Superdome, you know, when the saints are winning. If you don't know who that is, New Orleans saints, go saints. But we're loud. We're, we're loud. We're fun. But we are loud in love. <laughs> we have the ability to come along people from the outside of our family and bring them in and make them feel like family. I love that. I love that about the heritage that I have. I, 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 I like and I give all the credit to my grandmother, um, who's gone on to be with the Lord as well. Uh, I know she's fussing with Bud right now 
over something. The two of them were so hilarious, but both of my grandmothers are there fussing at him. I think, I think one of them is probably making him tortillas out of manna. I don't know. I don't know exactly what they're all up to uh, up there, but I love the idea that my grandparents, they taught us how to love. They taught us that family came first after God and that we were to love deeply and completely. And, and we do. I, I love that. I have friends with extended family members through marriage who are at odds almost at all of the family gatherings. It's like, well, where's so-and-so? Oh, we're not talking to them this week. I'm so glad. I'm not saying we've been perfect. I'm not saying we haven't had our ups and downs. But we have loved deeply. And there's never been a holiday that we were not speaking to someone. I, I, I consider that a gift and not a, a, a bragging point. It is, it is such a gift. But you know what? I don't understand the feelings of some of those people who have been hurt because I've not walked in their shoes. We've talked again about perspective a few times on the podcast. So I never want to be one of those people that, you know, oh, well, that's just dumb. Just get over it. No, there's probably something deeper there. But the thing that I want to to just kind of leave you with it as, as we close up today's podcast is asking you again, is there an offense, a rift, uh, a tearing away of a relationship in your life right now that needs reconciliation? And, you know, I, I think about, I think about what would have been missed if we had had that in my family on a regular basis, the, the Christmases, the, the crazy laughter, the, you know, the songs and, and the tears as well, all of it, it's all encompassed in there. What would we have missed if we had allowed something like that to go on for month after month and year after year? So let me just leave this with you. Let me encourage you today to be the first to reach out. The Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. And, and again, I, I don't have the time, nor do I really want to dig deep into this today. But yeah, family has hurt me. Family has hurt me, both sides. Family, I have hurt family on both sides. I definitely have. But when you try to do your best to bring about peace, I can honestly say for me, it's always been worth any hit that my pride got um, when I was the first one to reach out. And so I just pray over you today. You know, um, the question we've already said, is there someone that you, you've lost because of a misunderstanding or a disagreement? I just want to leave you with that encouragement. Be the first one. Be the one to, to call and you know, try to make amends if it's possible. And so the declaration is not to allow time and hurtful words to keep us apart from the people that we love most. And the declaration again is I will do my best to bring peace to every situation. I will choose peace over pride. I hope you guys have a great week. I hope this is has blessed you, spoken to you, as I say at the end of every podcast, because I mean it. 
I'm not here just taking up airspace. I really hope that it has ministered to you today, encouraged you, and challenged you. And I can't wait to see you and hear from you next week. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. I hope that you have been inspired, that you feel challenged and blessed. If you'd like to know any more information about my devotional or check out my blog, go to my website at www.dreambiggirl.co. Keep dreaming!